1: This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to another Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Alex, are you eating peanut butter out of the jar with a knife?
2: He had a banana, too, so it might be like a... what? What is, what is that called at restaurants where they take the different elements of a meal and separate them?
1: Few, oh, the opposite of fusion?
3: Intelligence. I hate eating meals with ingredients combined. I eat everything... Like all the steak at once, then all the potatoes at once, then all the asparagus. At once.
1: Now I'm oh, with you microphone. on. Yeah, your microphone's a little quiet. I am oh, with you that's on that a, part.
3: It's over here. Sorry. There okay. you
1: go. I'm with you on that, but normally you don't eat exclusively with a knife as as utensils how do you get, go.
3: How else do you get almond butter out? A spoon. A spoon. <laughs>
1: Something without
2: it. a serrated edge. It's hard pack. to
1: spread it. You're putting it straight into your mouth. You're not I spreading have... it on anything.
2: Are I you just have... putting the banana peel in there now? Well, it's empty. What the what the f*** is your life? What is <laughs> this <happening> here? <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird meal, man. It was a weird meal.
3: Wash it down with a nice cold Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh,
1: man, do I have any Diet Coke?
2: What are you eating? Why why are we picking right now to eat?
1: Oh, sorry. I cuz I already fi- I already finished my sandwich, so I figured I had to have a gummy bear too. I needed something to annoy you with. So I'm I'm sitting in my basement where the bar is. And the lights are kind of off in the bar so area.
3: Closer to your router. Correct.
1: And I'm trying to see if that's a if I've got Diet Coke in the little fridge. But it's dark, and I, it's either a Diet Coke or a Coors Light, and I can't tell which one it is, but I'm really what's thirsty. It,
3: what's the difference? <laughs>
1: <laughs> one's like black, one's yellow. One has calories, one doesn't. There you go. Great point. Mm-hmm. One's more natural, one's more chemical, and probably worse for you. So.
3: Yeah, the Diet Coke's definitely worse for you than the Coors Light.
2: 100%. Correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you guys, got- be a healthy response you, and I should crack a Coors Light right
3: now. I'm glad you're closer to your router and your internet's worse than when you're in your office. Yeah, welcome to my life.
2: Well, all right, I'm convinced so we it's had, the laptop. We took, we took last week off because um, we just do that from time to time for no reason. So we haven't caught up for a bit. Has everybody done? I mean, not often. We've been pretty good about consistently doing this show. Yeah,
1: we've missed one. <laughs> and we actually, we did two yeah. the week in Nashville because of the live show. So that's technically we we're still we on schedule. A little
2: bit. Yeah. Yeah. But how was everybody's, everybody's week off? Why
1: don't, why don't you hit it, Alex? What uh, was, was, your, was your week off all about?
3: I don't really remember, to be honest with you. Um, what did I do? I was, I've been in the sim twice, so it hasn't really been a week off. Um, but that's okay. You know, nothing I love more than the sim. Um, James and I did a, did a podcast interview together, um, a whiskey show, which was. We did for whiskey advocate magazine. Yeah. And it was, it was funny because, um, it was arranged through the team and the team was like, oh, he'd like you to have like your favorite bourbon on here. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, for sure. So like I texted James, I was like, oh, so what are you going with thinking that we were going to display our bottles of bourbon. Like, show him, oh, yeah, this is the bottle I like, and that's the bottle I like. And I interpreted it differently. (laughs) He interpreted it slightly differently. He sure did. Um, So, I was... It was, like, 5 o'clock on a Tuesday, so
1: whatever. Oh, yeah, no. It was definitely within drinking hours, but, yeah. And then, luckily for me, as soon as the guy saw the, the, I don't want to say mistake that I had made, the decision, maybe, that I had inadvertently come up with, uh, he joined me. And so, Alex was the weirdo, because he wasn't, Sipping bourbon during the interview, while uh, the rest of us were.
2: James, in your defense, we've done we've done whiskey cast a couple times now. Like, I feel like it's not weird to expect to have whiskey while on a podcast about. That's a little.
3: That's a little different. That was like a tasting experience. Not for Tim. For Tim, that was a pure consumption experience.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I tasted it. (laughs) Well, yeah, you tasted the bottom
1: of the barrel too. Bottom of the sample bottle. Oh
3: Um, so yeah, so so honestly, guys, not a whole lot has gone on. I went to the dentist. Um how often do you go to the dentist? Every six months. Yeah. Well, I have no cavities. Is that why? It helps.
1: That helps. Because I go every six, well, especially when I was younger, I definitely went every six months, and I still got a cavity or two when I was a kid.
3: Yeah. Anyways, um, what did you do, James?
1: Um, I actually, I went to a went,
3: bachelorette party.
1: Well, I did. I played Uber driver, um, to a bachelorette party, a uh, friend of Becky's getting married soon, did a little girl's trip down in Florida, which was conveniently coincidental. Cause I actually had a meeting that I had to go to in, uh, Florida only about an hour away. So we flew in together. I drove her to the, uh, Bachelorette pad that they were staying at, and then carried on with my meeting. But then, what was so good about the timing and geographical location of everything was you know, after however many years of trying to make it down to visit Ryan, um, I basically texted him out of the blue and was like, Hey, man, I'm going to be in Florida. Becky's going to be in Florida. If we change our flight by a day and you're in Florida, we could come over and hang out with you. Basically, just invited ourselves over to the Hunter Race place. Um nice. You know, it's a good move. I I I it was a very, you know, I just I learned from you, Tim. You know, just uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> give it three years and you and he'll have a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that was uh that was what we did. Went and hung out with them, which was great. Ryan and Becky were wonderful hosts and uh, spent a day out on the ocean, which was kind of cool on Ryan's yacht. Hung out with the kids a bit. Had some food. Life was good.
2: If anybody else wants to do that, uh, you can text Ryan at... uh,
3: (laughs) 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 Or just swing by his house. The address is... (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time... That like eight different people gave out Connor's entire phone number on Twitter.
1: That God, that was, was so, so funny.
2: Fun. <laughs> he was so mad.
1: He was very upset. <laughs> he was very upset. Yeah. Although I don't know why, because I feel like he probably got some welcome text messages out of the whole thing.
2: All right. Well, Alex, you just texted something kind of interesting to the group.
1: It was just a screenshot of the announcement that Kimi Räikkönen is retiring from Formula One, which About I time. think. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. That's, that's probably a couple of years past what it should have been, but like also, you know, good on you for just hanging out and driving race cars a little bit longer. Um, How are they
2: going to make up for the lack of his bubbly personality?
1: It's going to be tough. Well, they're going (laughs) to have another finished driver take that seat in Valtteri Botas who doesn't beat Kimi by much in the personality department. I mean, that's, that's not been announced, but like, that's kind of the first domino. Kimi retires. Valtteri takes that seat. George Russell moves to uh, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes alongside Lewis. But then who fills in uh, at Williams? That's a question mark.
2: And I don't know if you. I will step up and do it.
1: Okay. Who
2: Probably some else? moron,
3: like Jack Aitken or something. Like, something <laughs> dumb. Okay. Like someone <laughs> coming not out interesting.
2: Coming but... out swinging today. Tell us no, how you really no. feel. No, no, I'm not. Jack, he might be
3: a great driver, but like the he, F1 teams these days have like seven different reserve drivers, development yeah. drivers. So they will just yeah. choose one of those guys. And, and the manufacturer will going to be like a, name. Will, it's be yeah, a name. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah. It'll probably be someone new, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they go after like a Hulkenberg or something.
3: I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they've
1: got a bit more him. money now because they did their sale yeah. to that VC or whatever. So
3: yeah, maybe. Um, I just cool want to, to see. go back, to. To, go back to the. I want to go back to the Kimi, kind of conversation. Like it's amazing to me that he only won one world championship. Like he should have won. Yes. So many more. And yes. It's, it's just he was one of those guys that kind of just missed the timing a little bit each each transition. You know, like in McLaren, he he was for sure in the fastest car pretty much every weekend it was dominant but had so many failures from yeah forward. it was very unreliable and that was when he was competing against michael and the ferrari and then he moved to ferrari and you know got his
1: one right but then but even McLaren- his one was like that's the funny thing is his one was kind of not a fluke but was like kind of, he
3: got lucky he got he lucky, got lucky for but then the- like the the dominance of, of mclaren kind of came back they resurged a little bit before obviously red bull took over so he was kind of just out of sync a little bit right had he stayed at mclaren and been fernando's teammate or whatever yeah but lewis like
1: but that's teammate. that's who we beat that year right i mean obviously lewis won the title the next year but then from 09 onwards they weren't particularly good until the, like that, last year i just feel like he could have won four, see kimmy kimmy for me comes across as one of those guys that had an unreasonable amount of natural ability, like just an like a like a once in a generation amount of just pure natural raw talent, but maybe didn't apply himself as hard as like a Michael Schumacher or a Lewis Hamilton.
3: Yeah, I dis- I disagree with that because I and, got to know I got to know him a little. Okay, bit. okay, good. And, then and his, this is interesting. His his personality that he displayed to the media was exactly that. It's, it's, it's what Elio portrays to the media. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Kimmy's lack of giving a and his lack of general seemingly interest in everything is, is the opposite of who he is when a camera's on his face. He just doesn't, he just doesn't care about the media at all. Right. Doesn't, doesn't give two. But like how he was and how methodical he was in terms of his, relationship with his mechanics and his engineers and the team and every everyone really enjoyed him. The marketing department probably didn't. Pro, yeah, but less all, so. But all of the team members who made his car either go fast or slow loved him and and appreciated what he brought to the table. So I, I do think he was he a Michael? No, maybe not. But did he apply himself as much as the next guy? I think so. Like he okay. wasn't someone That's who was fair. just sitting back and just showing up on the Friday. Like you, right, you right. could you could you could say that Lewis as probably at this point in his career, maybe applies himself even less than a, someone like a Kimmy. Cause Lewis, you know, he's, he can rock up whenever he wants and feels like he can put it on pole and he still does, which is fine. Um, but I think Kimmy gets a little bit of a bad rap. I think that's all.
1: That I was okay. To. Yeah. No, for the, yeah, from the outside, not knowing him. So that's, that's good insight. Appreciate it. It just seems like he's one of those guys that he was able to rely on his natural talent, so like for so long that he didn't have to work as hard as some of the other drivers. And then by the time he got to F1, that was kind of already, it's like, he came to F1 with like two years of car racing experience under his belt. Remember that? Like he did one year of formula Renault or something. And yeah. one of F3 or I'm getting that wrong, but it's something, it was something no, he had like was 23 it. car races under his belt before he was strapped into an F1 car for the first time, which is insanely impressive. Um, But yeah, no, that's you know, more than max. Yeah. That's fair. But again, Max is like that next generation of insanely talented, just natural ability kind of guy. Right. Um, so, yeah, good, good. I mean, look, I cheered for Kimmy a lot because I loved him. I loved his like not giving <laughs> And that whole persona he brought was so un Formula One. I was and it was just great. Sh- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> So that the the, uh, car was
3: uh, very good. It was a good day to win the race. Uh, It's good for the points. I love that
2: impression. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of F1, there was a very eventful race.
1: Oh, boy. We had, guys, we had crashes on the way to the grid. We had Williams on the podium. It was a wild three laps.
2: Yeah, it really made me appreciate IndyCar's rule about you know, the number of laps you have to have to make a race official. Well, it's funny because I think that used to be the case in F1. This, I think the
1: rule had changed because Vettel alluded to it that he made some comment that said, like, I thought you had to have half distance even to give out half points. And then it was like 75%. Maybe you could give out full, or maybe, well, whatever it was. It was something more like the IndyCar rule. And he goes, yeah, it shows what I know. Like they've changed the rule and didn't know it. And yeah, guys, look, it it looks really bad when they go out and behind the safety car, do the minimum amount of laps required to call it an official race? It looks suspect. Was that intentional? Yeah, for sure. I think that goes without saying. But the forecast looks terrible. They already have. You know, they had. They were doing a, a race next weekend in, in Zanfort. so there was no way logistically they could do it on a Monday. Leaving and coming back, a la Texas 2016, is a huge challenge with the calendar that they've got. It just there just was no options in all the history of F1, it's the first time they had to abandon a race with no kind of backup plan, and it just is what it is. It sucks brutally for all the fans. Uh, I'm not against Lewis's idea that the fans get some kind of you know, uh, something back. I mean, I, I can't just give them all full refunds, that's not fair to their promoter, but um, yeah, tough situation all around, I think. Ultimately, FIA did what they had to do. You can argue whether or not that was the right decision, but it was the only real option.
3: I, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I feel as though they they had enough time to understand what the weather was doing, mm-hmm. right? The the entire weekend was wet. The right. rain was a hundred percent chance gonna be like that on Sunday. It wasn't a downpour, but it was that continual drizzle, right? And the issue is the visibility and they knew that. And I don't see why you can't go to Monday. Like why why do you I think it's logistics, In... man? I it's think not, it's not. Do you know how far zambord is from Spa? Like it, but, but it's not seven just... minutes. It's not <laughs> It's not just the distance,
1: though. For those guys, it's how long it takes them to pack everything up and set everything up and things like that.
3: Is that not part of it? It's not. It's really not. It's the fact that they've never done it before, and there was no precedent, and they took the easy way out. There was no reason why. For sure it was the easy way There was no reason why they couldn't do it on Monday. It takes them literally. I have watched teams from the time the checkered flag falls to three and a half hours later being in the bar doing shots, and that entire facility is packed up it helps when you have 100 and some mechanics like it's yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's as quick as indycar with your 20 mechanics because right. they have five times that amount right. you wouldn't thought, believe how quickly and because they didn't have to get it in freight they just had to get it in trucks yeah 100 could have done it monday night been in zandvoort tuesday afternoon and set up on wednesday as they usually do would have been no problem
2: i had heard something about they wouldn't be able to have the same level of like volunteers at the track or something on a monday that yeah. is potentially true I yeah,
1: because a large a large percentage of the flaggers and marshals are all volunteers who have jobs, and so you know by Monday they're back to work, and uh, they wouldn't that, have.
3: That, see, that's the first like actual valid argument, I think. Right. Well, see, okay. I,
2: I don't know. See, because when I heard that, I thought that's ridiculous because no, there's so much money in, in F one. I don't know. It feels like you could well, pay you those can. guys to take a day off work. It it does
1: feel like a it does feel like you know like the that basically is the that little hole that vent in the death star that if one torpedo goes in blows the whole thing (laughs) up you know it's like you've got this behemoth that is formula one but the whole thing comes crashing down if they don't have 400 volunteers Volunteers. yeah that can't make it what is the
2: sanction what's the sanction fee again that you have to pay f1 to host a race spas probably pay like
1: 15 15 or 20 million yeah all
2: right and they can't and they and they they rely on volunteers well,
1: they sh- they sure do, yeah. Tim, because money's neat.
3: <laughs>
2: because, <laughs> yeah. Just... Well
3: and that are also paying that. Yeah. Fair you realize that, that Formula One doesn't pay spa. No, no. no I, I think it. his point is that it. Formula One thinking... should have
1: a traveling group of of yeah. marshals that go to every yeah. race. Oh no.
3: No, well, no, you can't. You also
1: know yeah. that's a very, it's that's, that's not super realistic. It's 23 or, or races in 23 it down countries, to
2: 14 and a half million dollars. So you can make sure that they can have no, that's no? no, that's less that's money for them. You
3: that's silly, clearly, you said, are not going to own a business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is yeah that's nor should you that would be that would no, be that's ill advised it's a very good point for a lot of reasons <laughs> um
1: i also just read um something i don't i don't know how to pronounce this guy's name so maybe you do um callum is it
3: a callum-
1: lot uh he's coming in
3: car he's gonna do a race who isn't well <laughs> at, at this at this rate, like yeah. I mean it wouldn't surprise me if freaking Lewis comes and does a race.
1: I mean that I mean that would that would surprise me a little bit, but yeah, would, there yeah are would a lot of it. yeah, of the, of all of them, that's probably the one that would surprise me.
2: We would have we would have led with it.
1: Um so yeah. So Callum, sorry, is it Ilot or Ilot? lot? Ilot. Okay. Uh 22 from England and he's racing with the coast Hollinger, Hollinger Hollinger, Hollinger, Hollinger team. Uh, at Portland, Portland, which is crazy. He's going to be testing uh, at so, IMS.
3: Well so I think what I think from what I've heard, Yunkos is like using the last three races as like uh, tryouts basically, for who's going to be in the car in 22 Smart.
2: Is it, I know it's, this is it's a good move. everybody goes through when they get older and, and you look at professional athletes and realize they're younger than you. but I saw a picture of that kid. He looks too young to be an indie car, and I, I think it's it's just because I'm like, I'm now in my 30s. Do You know I'm how
3: old Colton Herta is?
2: I know, yeah. Colton has made there. me feel
1: that way for a long time.
2: It's yeah. just, uh, you know, there's I think it's more just me projecting on them, but I don't love mm-hmm. it. I don't, I don't love well, like I, uh, I, that athletes stay younger than me.
1: I, I remember, you know, because like when you're coming up as the driver, like in the junior categories, you're the youngest guy on the team, you know, you're in your teens, right? I remember. Remember the first time I had a mechanic that was my age, and then I had a mechanic that was younger than me. I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." And then I started having engineers that were like in my ballpark. I'm like, "Oh, this seems this seems weird. <laughs> like, I'm definitely getting
3: older." I am happy that I don't have a mechanic that's under younger than me yet. I already don't love uh, that you're yeah, younger no, than me, Alex. Well, I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's coming. Well, like, I'm not far off. Give it, give it. Probably he's two almost in his thirty-first year. I'm almost thirty. Calm down
2: yeah but when you're 30 that will be your 31st year we've gone over this before (laughs) and he didn't like it then apparently he still doesn't like it too Um,
1: uh, yeah yes you have an older well how old's Grant I know he's older than you but how old's Grant he's like 30
3: 30 or 31 yeah okay so like I'm close I'm, I'm within two years of starting at mechanics younger than me which is kind of it's weird that you put it like that I don't love it
1: yeah yeah. I don't love it. Like your chief's all, you know, your chief's older than you. That's probably always going to be the case, but like they start filling in. And like right now, man, there is a you know, and we talk about uh Yunkos Hollinger running this weekend in Portland. There is a like massive staffing shortage in the IndyCar car world right now because we had 28 cars at the speedway for the road course race. That's an insane number of full-time teams to be running. And obviously those aren't all full-time right now, but every single one of them has aspirations of being full-time. And every IndyCar, like you need 20 people to run it, engineers, mechanics, truckies, guys back at the shop, whatever. And so we just we there just aren't that many floating around. So there's gonna have to be an influx of a bunch of young blood coming in as all these more uh, these teams just start showing up and, and trying to run full-time in more races and stuff it's it's kind of crazy the
2: people shortage that's occurring right now in indycar so if you're really good at changing tires uh, oh my god if you're good at changing out. tires
1: you can make bang if you can turn wrenches and change mm-hmm. tires not to say that's all that a mechanic does but like we can teach you the rest if you're <laughs> willing and able to jump over a wall and sling tires in an indycar race there's a very good potential job opening for you
2: Well, James, you uh, you texted the group text. Um, I love that this is now just how we do things with the one word text for topics. I, I think about. it's
1: very efficient.
2: All right, golf.
1: Right. So let's All talk about let's talk about the first that, was that was Alex Rossi up. has <laughs> lost <laughs> in a very long time and a very big bet. <laughs> we the other day with some friends went to Top Golf, okay. and. Alex and I are both equally garbage golfers. Yeah.
3: No, you no. You at least know how to hold the club.
1: (laughs) Yes, I've played six rounds of golf in my entire life and you have not played any, or maybe one. I forget. No, zero. Zero. Okay. Yeah. So I have I have a few holes on you, but like I've never practiced playing golf and it's been a year over a year since I've done it. Anyway. So yes, I have slightly more experience, but we go and we just play like all the different games that are part of Top Golf, which are great, by the way. Like what a concept! Great, great job, Top Golf, you're killing it. And then at the end, we decided to bet twenty bucks. We had like we had like eight minutes left, and there's a countdown. There's a little clock that counts down how much time. It was less than that, it was like six minutes. And so we tried. We were on the second story, I think, of the three, and. The closest little hole that you could get it into was—I don't know—it's like 30 yards away or something—and I grabbed a pitching wedge and I chipped a ball off the off the pad straight into the hole. So it didn't bounce. It didn't do anything. Go straight into that first. Keep in bucket, mind, whatever
3: the little red hole. So not very far. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no. As I yeah, said, so it's like the
2: closest one. Isn't just a driving range, right? It's like. You, you go for specific Correct. holes yeah
1: there's different like i don't know I, I, buckets but i mean the the buckets are probably the biggest ones probably 50 feet across you know and they're like in various parts and they're different They're color coordinated and um the, the close ones are obviously very small the further ones are very big and the balls all have computer chips in them so it knows you know where your ball lands and it pops up on the computer screen whatever But this one, we didn't need any of that fancy technology. It was right in front of us. We were looking at it. So I chip a ball in, and I bet Alex 20 bucks. He had, I think, three balls to try to get it into the red hole without it touching the ground. So like it couldn't bounce in. It couldn't roll in. It had to go straight in. So Alex did his three shots. He did not get it. So then I said, Alex's favorite line, double or nothing? And he said, yes. And so he got another ball and he missed. And then I said, double or nothing. And he said, (laughs) yes. And he took another ball, which he missed. And then I didn't even have to say it anymore. It was just understood and implied. And the clock was counting down. I was like, you got to get it before the clock. And the clock's counting down. And I think we got... I think we got somewhere up in the like $600 range before the <laughs> clock ran out. <laughs> and, and Alex still did not, and then like even right before the clock ended, he like waved his hand over the little sensor a bunch of times to get like ten balls out, and yeah, he still still didn't get it in. So,
2: Alex, do you have a rebuttal Alex, on that? Is that Alex how it lost happened? a big sports bet. <laughs>
3: No, I mean that is true. James is very fortunate, and I I forgot to bring it to the last couple of days. But he said instead of cash, you can give me a bottle of bourbon that I, I did really say that enjoy quite a lot. So I have it for him, and James is going to get a very nice bottle of bourbon that he named his dog after. So he's excited. So everyone wins. It's all everyone wins. I mean, Al- Alice for got a you. discount. Nope, you, nope. Well, no, no, well, if I had asked no. for cash, it would have been worse. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> okay, is, fair enough. I mean, whatever. Uh, bourbon is bourbon, but like, who didn't win was everyone witnessing me try and hit a golf ball twenty feet for the last. Oh no, we we were all big winners. I disagree. We were
2: that all sounds big like it would yeah. be great.
3: <laughs> I would. I did. Somebody get a video? I
1: want to see this. No, in hindsight, we should have done that. But like, everyone else abandoned everything. Like everything else so was just watching because we like everyone was now vested in like him trying to get it in right, and he was. And he got got close a lot of times. It bounced in a couple of times. It rolled in a couple of times. One, it like bounced off the ledge and bounced out. Like <laughs> it was close. It was it was a valiant effort. So do we go back and try again? Is dumb. Or... <laughs> sure. No. Golf is a challenge. I I I, I want to learn to enjoy
2: it more, but I'm not there
1: yet. I'm just not there yet. All right. What was the next I, thing I, on yeah. the?
2: Uh... Oh. I feel like I look like I would be good at golf, but I've never played
1: no no golf is a classy sure sport don't. uh with, with like <laughs> rules rules on look and and clothing you know, like, and if you can do the sport
2: so. with a beer cart i don't know if we can like or a, the drink cart that follows i don't know if it's yeah i guess you party. look
1: you look more like a darts guy
2: that's fair and i'm actually pretty good at darts <laughs> <laughs> alex you
1: remember when you were at my house and you were throwing darts from increasingly long distances? across and the room on the board oh it was incredible tim like he you know you know the setup down here and yeah. he was literally like almost throwing from the sim room around the corner he had to like underhand it and like huck it up to get the right arc and was still hitting the board it was actually very impressive
3: <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I can't i can't, I can't aim at all oh I no i can't hit get anything purple. specific but he can get it no, there absolutely yeah. not i can get it there. yeah um t- tim you you you've kind of join the, the train in terms of one word text to the group. So you brought up Twitter trolls.
2: Uh, yeah. All right. Technically two words, but no. I okay. This is silly because I know you guys definitely get a ton of this, or maybe not maybe not a ton, but you guys get this more than the average person. But I I really let this this jackass on Twitter get under my skin and i don't know it just bugged me and i wanted to turn it into a conversation more on just twitter trolls in general so like i i had been getting more and more into twitter is
3: definitely the worst social media
2: for sure well, <laughs> facebook's pretty bad but yeah. oh yeah could call i don't really use facebook on. i have one but i don't really i don't know but anyway so i've been using hazel's telescope a lot more with her and figuring out how to use it and she was with her mom last week so I was trying to figure out how to take pictures with the cell phone mount on the different lenses. And I I got some like cool pictures of the moon and and Saturn and Jupiter. And, and like, they ended up being a lot better than I was expecting them to turn out. Okay. So I, I posted uh, a tweet where I was just like, Oh, you know, getting a little better at this. And I showed a picture that I took of the moon and and Saturn and Jupiter. And this guy responds and he, he like, attaches a picture from nasa and he says nice try you know stealing credit this is the compilation photo that was reposted by nasa basically implying that i had like gone through and just screenshotted various parts of this picture to use as my own okay which i had not done right <laughs> so like i i had i had got, i had been out there until one in the morning until the sprinklers came on working my phone onto this mount to try and get these pictures and so it 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 really just pissed me off because, yeah, okay, shockingly, uh, a picture through a telescope of Saturn looks similar to another picture through a telescope of Saturn. We all have basically the same vantage point on the planet. <laughs> right. We're about the same distance away. So I like posted like three responses to this guy where I was like, no, here's my telescope. Here's the camera roll showing the different pictures. Here's how ours don't even look similar and all this. And then he just never responded. And that's the worst part. Cause it's like, you called me out on this. I then proved you wrong. And then you get to move on with your day. And I'm still just here like, you man.
1: So <laughs> <No, laughs> I just want you to know. Yeah. It's like four this... days
2: later and he's still rent free in my head on this. <laughs>
1: yeah that's uh that's that doesn't look great on you pal um it's driving you also, me nuts you also had the power to not let it affect you by just not responding in the first place i uh, couldn't do it
2: i because i was like i i was uh, i was so excited that i had managed to make this work on like the four millimeter lens and the phone and everything that that came together and this guy just totally took the wind out of it and i just i couldn't let it go
1: but everybody else enjoyed your picture. So what do you care yeah, about but the one guy that was wrong?
2: I, I care. I care deeply about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it's a big you problem.
2: I know. And that's the thing <laughs> is like, I know the solution is to just not care. Cause what is this guy going to do? <laughs>
1: not only but did I he can. talk your picture, he's like made you question your whole like all your sensibilities and made you realize you have a very serious issue that you need to work through.
2: Well, it's just because it's the implication that I would like clout chase on Twitter by stealing an astronomy photo, photo from NASA. Like, I don't know who would you know, do that.
1: You know, what you should do is you should go troll that guy's page and see if there's any picture he's ever taken of anything ever. And then post it and be like, just took this cool shot and then just see what he says.
2: Here's the inferiority thing. One, this guy doesn't even follow me Two, his last tweet before this was in February oh wow you never you really got him
1: fired up huh
2: (laughs) yeah he never tweets somehow found something despite not following me and felt the need to like call me out on something yeah alex has found it now oh you! (laughs) (laughs) alex
1: responded i agree to the guy's tweet which is awesome um so, well, then it took him seven months to, to get back on Twitter. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't wait for, I wouldn't worry about four days with no response. If he hasn't, you know, replied to you by, like, ne- next March, maybe you should be a little offended.
2: Maybe like he I died
1: to... and you will feel really bad. Oh, God. I think this you is something that you should. People, right? mm, no, I, I'll, I'll mute people sometimes. But even then, not that often. I just scroll past and don't really worry about it too much. Yeah, that's definitely the healthier way to do it yeah no yeah it'd be it'd be bad if you just replied to all the negative stuff that you see on on social media here's what we're gonna do tim we're gonna try so to help what you out.
3: me sorry sorry james what helps me tim is i write the response i want and then have it and then screenshot it and send it to some people and then i yeah i've it. gotten those so then, i've
2: gotten those a few times so then they know what i'm thinking <laughs> and they get to
3: chuckle at it but then i don't actually get in trouble that's a good strategy. That's definitely one
1: you should work on. And I think Alex and I can help you out on this actually. So what I propose is Alex and I will go on an unrelenting barrage of negative and mean tweets directed specifically at you. And all you have to do is not respond. Wait,
2: I don't I don't love this plan.
1: <laughs> no, this is for Europe. This is gonna hurt us more than it's gonna hurt you. I but don't it's gonna think be that that's for you. true. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound accurate (laughs) but see you're in the wrong headspace you don't know you just don't know so this is this is what we're gonna do so uh yeah once a day for the next 72 days we're gonna write mean tweets
2: (laughs) (laughs) you guys already do that in person
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but it's different it's different um Uh, alex also in the group chat you texted a picture of you a very disturbing picture um, that I think needs to be addressed if I'm not mistaken, I think it was licorice flavored black licorice flavored
2: toothpaste. oh, is that what that was?
1: yeah, I
3: didn't text it as like to, to talk about it, but we can talk about it
1: no i i I know, but i I okay. need to talk about it um, okay so like is that is that trying to brush the remaining parts of your soul out of your mouth, or what's <laughs> what's, I, don't the, what's know the that purpose? I
3: understand that analogy. James.
1: Well, if you like black licorice, you don't have a soul. Correct. And Correct. so yeah. it's just Science. like if there's like a little bit left that was floating around in the happy flavors mm-hmm. in your mouth, That'll it's like, oh, let's yeah. just let's take care of that
3: before bed. So Marvis toothpaste is basically like a handmade toothpaste that exists in Italy. Okay. And it's considered like the best toothpaste that you can buy, the best toothpaste in the world. Right? I didn't know that. And they have different flavors. So I bought a variety pack because I had I had it back in England. It's more common in Europe um, because it's basically handmade in Italy. Um, and like it's so much better because like I know this is going to sound weird to say, but like the texture of it and everything and kind of the, the flavor, how strong the flavor is, it gives a whole new teeth brushing experience it, it makes it something that's just like a mundane chore to actually something that's like i look forward to that because it's so much better than normal toothpaste so is it is Good it more flavor licorice. or less flavor it's it's more flavor but okay. like it's also f- pretty thick the way it comes out and so okay. it it's a much more um does it foam like, a lot it foams a lot
2: more yeah, yeah. i like that anyways
3: it tantalizes your taste buds in a different way so they've got all oh, right, like Matthew McConaughey.
2: Mint. Yeah. They've Are got, you getting paid by these people? <laughs> you
3: no. Know, so they've got mint. They've got cinnamon mint. Which you don't like. Mint. I love cinnamon. They have just a normal, strong mint. They've got a jasmine mint, which tastes like flowers. It's kind of weird. Kelly likes that one, but it's kind of weird. They have a licorice mint and then a whitening mint. So like I just went through all of the different ones. The licorice mint. Is not my favorite. It's not bad, but it's kind of weird to feel like you're eating candy before you go to bed. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's
1: um, a, it's a weird. That's a mental it's still, barrier. It's
3: still very. It's. I gotta bring you some. Like yeah, okay. liquor, just at the normal. No.
1: Yeah. Any. Taste, I like mint. So any of the mint ones that aren't the licorice ones. Yeah. I'll even try the the fl- the flowery one. Well, I don't know. It's like a bouquet in your mouth. Um. Okay. Well. I guess I appreciate the explanation. It's still somewhat concerning, but I'll let it go. I'll let it go this time.
2: All right. Well, we don't, there's no race coming up this weekend, right? There is not. Um, the NASCAR playoffs
1: start this weekend, though. How do you, Alex, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. And if we have, we're going to do it again. Um, what's your opinion of the playoff system in NASCAR?
3: Well, James, It depends.
1: This is a yeah, it's a very okay. It go depends,
3: ahead. It depends if you're gonna in, win all in, the races or not. In Indie card terms, it depends if you are currently Alex Pelot, yeah, or you're currently Alex Rossi, Alex Rossi, <laughs> <laughs> because Alex Rossi loves the, Love the playoffs. <laughs> Alex Palou does not, Let's and for very good reason. So, like, I don't know. I, I think, I think it ultimately is dumb because the best driver isn't necessarily going to end up being the champion. Um, I, do I think it's exciting? Yes and no. I think what's really turned me off of it though is the past two years. I've watched the season finale and like the championship race. The top four drivers that are in contention are like one, one two, three, after four a lap yeah. than the rest of the field. Right. And it's just like, come on.
1: So they're it's just so, racing the so four created. of each other.
3: Right. Yeah. 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 It's definitely and manipulated. I don't I don't like that part. I think it's the like the elimination factor and like trying to have enough points to advance and like all that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And ultimately, it, does. it like, keeps you guys more interested, still, right? Right. The best guys are still probably going to be on top. Like, but ultimately, you know, I think Denny Hamlin should have a lot more championships than zero.
1: so, okay, but so, to your point, and i, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said, just discussing, the best football team doesn't always win the Super Bowl.
3: Well, yes, that's
1: true. So, do you would you rather that it was just regular season points and the playoffs didn't happen in football and it's just a function of where you were seated by the end of the 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 regular season?
3: But no, because in in football like what? You just go based on record, like there's no points assigned. Right. So okay, like, okay, fine.
1: But there is in baseball and hockey and things like that.
3: Well, not No, no, because it's still you're either one and zero, or one and one, or whatever. Nine and eight, or seventeen and zero. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? So you're right. You're not well. You, you're, you're yeah. Not and hockey, you, you do get
1: points because you get like point. You get a point for a tie and two for a win or whatever. But I see what you're saying.
3: My point is like in racing, you 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 get points for finishing tenth, right? Not winning or tying. Right. So yeah, it's a combination of a lot of different results that have gotten you to that point. Yeah. Whereas in 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 football or ball sports, right? It's very much black and white.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Win or lose. Yeah. yeah. No, again, I don't, I I don't disagree. It's from, as a driver, I don't like the system, but I definitely see how it creates and keeps interest
3: past a certain point of the year. So here, my, my, I'm going to take that one step further. Love it. Do you think the NBA playoffs Mm -hmm. should be a one and done, or do you like the, Best of five to the best of seven. So I you think I, be, you lose, you go home.
1: No, I, I like the I like the best of um, scenarios because like it creates a lot of cool storyline. So like football is obviously the only one that really does it one and done, right? Right. Like even the NASCAR playoffs, each round you've got three chances to win a race in advance to the next round, right? Um, the one and done thing is is exciting as a fan but i think as an athlete and like especially in a team scenario like being able to prove that you're consistently better and it wasn't just like a fluke game and you were off one day which again that's part of sports right if you're off on the day where it matters then you're gonna lose and you're gonna lose it all it could be if it's game seven it doesn't matter um but no I, i i think i like the i like the build up of of the you know best of format personally When I'm watching,
3: I mean, I I guess it's impossible to do that with football because there is only games two days a week, right? right, In the playoffs, whereas basketball, it's every other night. So there you go. Knockout games.
1: NFL should change to a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Each team, each matchup does three consecutive games, and it's a best of three.
3: Interesting. I think you'd have a lot of broken players. That's part of the strategy. Okay. Break fewer players, have
1: better backups. That's it.
3: Have better backups. Have your third string be pretty good.
1: Have your third string be pretty sound.
3: Speaking of third string, my fantasy football team is projected number one. So where where's your
1: team projected, James? Mine was fourth, which isn't bad for an auto draft.
2: Wait, are you guys in a league without me?
3: Sure are. I had Actually, I had drafting software, I had spreadsheets, I had the whole kit and caboodle this year because I and, am tired of getting it and my watch ass. you finish sixth.
2: What oh. league are you guys in? It's a Pitfit league. You have, to a go to, you have to go to Pitfit. Do you want oh, to never mind? Join yeah, Pitfit or not <laughs> at all.
3: To the or like just a gym.
2: I'm up to uh, I'm up to I'm up to sixty laps a day in the pool. The goal that's really good.
3: Is it Hazel's Kitty
2: pool? It is not. It's the twenty-five the yard pool in my apartment. It's pretty good, man.
1: You went through a big swimming phase a couple of years ago, right?
2: Yeah. So I'm trying to get back up to a mile a day. It's pretty solid. Next week, next week should be a mile.
1: I would not comfortably swim a mile right now.
2: Oh, I'm not yeah. comfortably doing any of it. <laughs> you would, James. It's
3: it's, it's it's fine.
2: Is
1: it not that hard? I don't know. I haven't swam laps in a very long time.
2: No, I feel like I have to do it because like, you guys talked me into getting this whoop. So like hmm. it just judges me if I if I don't do anything. So Wait, we should
1: to... we should make an off track whoop group so that way you can see Alex and I. I'd rather not. No, I know it'll help motivate
2: you. <laughs> we already t- you're already gonna ruin Twitter for me. Don't ruin <laughs> this. <laughs> I bet I'd <laughs> bet I'd win on the sleep though. <laughs> well, again,
1: we've covered all topics. Very yeah, few of the racing, nice all the whoop stuff, but, but that's why. <laughs> Yeah, no, we like Whoop. Whoop's great. Thanks for listening, guys. Next week, we will also not be talking much racing because we're not racing. But F1 is, and NASCAR is, so that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, they might, they might get another three laps in.
1: Hopefully more. Hopefully. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim.